0: i got go everyone. We're about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, Sheer number 68, in the Svarim of Rehuzelik Pliskin. We're holding, um, in the book of Serenity, about Menuchas Anefesh, peace of mind. And today is going to be a very, very fundamental, very important Sheer in regards to peace of mind and Menuchas Anefesh. The first thing we're going to talk about today is the challenge of change. It's easier to remain calm when everything remains the same, but as we know, in everyone's life, changes take place, sometimes minor, sometimes major, Uh, and the only way to be consistently with Menuchas HaNefesh is to be able to learn the skill to remain calm and have inner peace even when you're experiencing change. It's almost impossible to always remain calm, to always have menuchas and Sanefesh. It's unrealistic. Nevertheless, when you learn how to cope calmly with changes, it makes it a lot easier to handle. And therefore, it's important to be prepared for change. No, Never assume that things will always be the same. And there are many people that dread change. Um, and for them, it's even harder. And they suffer from changes, even positive changes. When they occur. And thinking about the possibility of change puts them in a very, uh, you know, at a, at, a, at a lack of ease, to put it mildly in many cases. And um, what you need to learn first is the visualization. And imagine yourself handling change calmly and peacefully. Now, that doesn't mean you have to shake up your world all the time. It's, there's nothing wrong with yearning to have a certain seder and a certain... Say their hayyim um, in the order of the day, and uh, to have certain structure that you're comfortable with, but not always to be that comfortable in that comfort zone because ultimately life creates changes for us. And sometimes we experience a change in schools or in yeshivas or jobs. Or be, finding it necessary to move to a different location Or the financial situation changed Or the other people's behaviors changed Or you have to meet upon other new people Or, you know, every change is normal And people that um, develop Menuchas nefesh Learn how to adjust in a, in a more quicker way And it's something that all of us could learn so for example, here's an anecdote he says, which happens in in life as a realistic um, you know situation. Um, that I worked for a company, a large company that undergone many changes, and when a number of my coworkers were told that they would have to look for new jobs, I began to panic. What would I do if I no longer had had the main, my main source of income? And I lost my appetite and I couldn't sleep, and I was so nervous. And I observed that friends of mine reacted differently. Some were even more upset than I was and more, and resentful. Others were calm. And I spoke to the people who remained calm and learned about their strategies. And what happened was, is they, the calm ones, number one, they made an effort to make themselves more valuable to this company. Number two is they tried to learn more knowledge and upgraded their skills. And also, as a backup plan, they began to look for alternative job opportunities. That many of them, though they wanted to stay in this company, they started preparing uh, themselves to find a new job if necessary. So part of having Menuch HaSenefesh change is that when those changes occur, to take a deep breath, realize it's Menash everything is Ashkach pratis, and this change is meant for your growth, and then you come up with Eitzes, ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for eitzis, and then ask, uh, uh, you know, people... Do the Stadless, and then you have that backup plan, that plan B, if plan A didn't work out, um, to, to be able to handle it. So this is a big, big concept in life. It applies a lot in marriage also when situations change in marriage. Um, you know, people, you know, start out, let's say things are going very smooth, the beginning of Shannon shine and then things shift. Um, you know, whatever the matter of ch- change takes takes place. And part of life is adjusting to those changes with a certain calmness, with a certain Yishiva. So that is one aspect of really learning how to maintain your Minukha Sanefesh through change. A second important part to practical Minucha Sanefesh is to conquer that Mida of Kinna, to conquer the Mida of envy. When it says that kinna is one of those things that take a person's from away from the world and it destroys literally a person's life. And because what it does is it makes you feel a distress, because someone has more than you, or knows more than you, or is more accomplished, or more or better looking than you, or in any way more successful than you, and it's very important to remove those feelings of envy, in order to be calm, because envy robs one of simchas ha'chaim, and robs one of manuchas nefesh, and Rabbi Poliskin here brings. Five of how to conquer kina and maintain that menuchas nefesh. Um, if someone has the book, uh, it's sixty and sixty-one, uh, uh, chapter sixty and sixty-one of this this book, that is just tremendously, tremendously powerful and important to review again and again and again. So one etz to remove kina is to have so much per- personal joy that regardless of what anyone else may have or do, you'll be happy and joyous. You build a storehouse of gratitude, of menuchas nefesh to be happy with what you have, what you personally have, and be involved in meaningful, positive actions that you increase your simcha. So you could develop simcha if, let's say, you don't have the finances to have a, all your friends have summer homes, and you don't, and you're... Here in the in the city here, without a summer home, kids go to day camp. You know, you have other alternative ways. So you have an option. You could be envious of all your friends that are able to afford it or go, and it's eating you up. Or you find storehouses of, of gratitude and matonis that Hashem is giving you right here and, and now where you are. And when you develop that joy and you grow in that achar and you become more self-aware of all the chesed Hashem is doing for you, that overrides any type of uh, jealousy that you may have towards others when you appreciate the personal joy of the chesed that Hashem is giving you now. And also one is to realize that kina comes from rechitzayin, it's outside your brain, it's up to you in your perspective, in your brain and in your heart of how you view the situation, and if it causes you tsarinagavus nefesh, which ninety-nine point nine percent of the time Kinna does that, then refuse to view it that way. You say to yourself, Yeah Masha yeah, Besides, I'm the muna that I believe in the chazal that says that Kinna is my es in I also know, from a practical sense, that it's not healthy for me. It's not good for me. It's poison for me this external kind of that comes into me and it's better for me to avoid it altogether and then a third thing is is called the next technique as a words NEXT with a with exclamation part uh, exclamation point you have the ability to n- put this word in your brain usually when you hear next like next means let's not dwell on this let's go to the next topic so just like when you verbalize it Let's say someone is doing a speech And he talked about a topic for 20 minutes And he wants to go to another topic He says, okay, I'm ending this topic next And you, he goes to the next Next is the cue that he's going to the next thing Same thing over here But you could do it in your mind So when you have And it comes to you these feelings These thoughts of envy, of kinna You basically put into your head This big bold letters, N-E-X-T Next, and let's move on And we move on and that's another way to maintain your menuchas ha A fourth thing, which is a very deep concept, and at the same time a very simple concept, a basic concept, is to realize that a Kaddish Baruch who gives each person in this world exactly what he needs or she needs to fulfill their mission in life. You do, if you do not have what someone else has, it's because you do not need to fulfill your life's purpose with that what they have. Now, on the side, I will bring up over here, because we talked about it, in the shiurim and the shiurim on shalom bayis overall, there is no harm and there's nothing wrong, and it's even a positive thing to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to fill the needs that you do need, and there's nothing wrong with it. In other words, let's say you are, it's an example I gave a few times, that if you have, um, if you're married and you have two children and you're going on to your third child or you have three children and... And and your wife is expecting her fourth child, and you have a one and a half bedroom apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, and it's hard for you to find a bigger apartment or to afford a bigger apartment. There is nothing wrong, and it's even praiseworthy to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and ask HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yurka, Yachil, and and I mean I appreciate everything you do for me and all the kindness and you give me parnas, and you give me a roof over my head, and I appreciate all that. You thank Hashem for that. And to be Mavakesh and to ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu if it's Yerot and please Hashem help me make more parnasa or to be able to afford a bigger apartment or find the bigger apartment in the right neighborhood with bracha so that you know we, we, uh, we, our children should have more room and it will be easier for my wife and or easier for my husband and. There's nothing wrong with asking for that. That's fine. But it's always in the lens of what you really need in your life, not why the other person has already his three-bedroom apartment or four-bedroom apartment or a mansion. That should be outside the realm of your thought because of this nekuda of of this svarah and of this truth, actually, that a Baruch gives each person what they need. And whatever reason, he felt to give a certain person a certain big huge uh, home or mansion, whatever the reason was. Sometimes it's an essayin. It's not always so simple. But whatever the reason is, it's really not your concern. Your concern is is to realize in your mission in life Hashem wanted you to be exactly here, with exactly this apartment, with exactly this husband, with exactly this wife. Could you daven and ask Hashem for the matzav to get better? Of course you can, and of course you should. Hashem wants to hear from us. To, to, to improve our lives, but never in the context of give it to me because he has it and I want it to because he has it. No, if it's a real need that you need and you know that that you need it, so you daven for it mitzad that. So that's number four. Recognizing that HaKadosh Baruch gives each, everyone what they need. It's similar to the Mechdam Liyo talking about how you're not jealous when you know, you, you if 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 um, you know you are given glasses that belong to your friend, you don't you're not envious of it because it's not your prescription, and wearing his glasses will kill your eyes. You need your prescription, and the same thing in life to be aware that a customer who knows what your prescription is. Another thing is, and sometimes it's hard initially depends on your personality what you have to work on, for some people it comes naturally, some people it comes harder, and that is to experience the joy of others. Be happy for other people's success. In this case, try your best to be a Talmud of a Haren who's right to be a Koyim Godel, but Samach by that the Chayshon was on his heart because he was not jealous of his brother Moshe Rabbeinu, even though he was a younger brother, and he was appointed to be the leader who would go to Parai and free the Jewish nation, And it's Moshe that's attributed to take Eden out of Mitzrayim. And Aharon felt an inner true simcha for the success of his brother. And we need to follow it. Our emotions are human. It's not always easy, but that's what we need to try to emulate and to follow. And the more we truly are joyous for someone else, we'll learn to be happy with our lot as well. She says here, a certain grandmother said the following and was acknowledged this fact that envy caused, used to cause me intense pain. Kina used to cause me intense pain. It was Mamesh Gehenem. Kina, says Kishol Kina, Kasha kishol Kina, I forgot the exact expression, it's Mamesh When I was in school, I envied other students who received better grades or who were more popular or had more money to spend. You know, that's sometimes, you know, when you go to camp and those sleepaway camps where you see other other children that the parents are more wealthy or well-to-do, and they give them a lot more um, at all ages, even let's say in the young young teenage years, but they gave them more food and more clothing, nicer clothing, and and just everything in a beautiful way. And then he, his parents are, are you know, have trouble uh, meeting, uh, ends meet, meeting, and they just Really, could afford to get them him to camp. And he has only like four, you know, four exchanges of clothing and not too much. And it's not easy. And I used to be envious of them, that they had more money to spend. And then later I got, I envied my friends who were married before I did. And then after I had children, I became envious of mothers who seemed to manage better than I did. They seemed like better mothers than I was, or that children were thriving more, They were happier, more seemingly than 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 my own children were, but little by little, little by little, I came to the realization that it was up to me whether I could I would destroy my peace of mind with envious thoughts and feelings or not. It was a choice. I realized that it was a choice. That's what I started to realize. Do I have a right to be jealous? Maybe. Whatever you want to say the justification is. But the bottom line is, is I realized that it was hurting my peace of mind. And I needed to realize, which I did realize later, that many of those who I envied had other difficulties and problems that I did not have. I even heard some say that they envied me because I seemed so happy most of the time. That's a fascinating thing that you all need to know. You never know. you, While you're jealous of this other person or other people that they have more than you do, you don't realize that they are jealous of you. They may not know of all your problems, but they are jealous of you very often. And, realize, and then you realize, what are they to be jealous of? If they would know uh, my burdens, they wouldn't be jealous at all. And the same thing over here. You need to see realize that other people... You know, when someone is very financially tight and it's you can't minimize in this sight, and it is difficult when you're financially tight, when you have difficulty paying bills and it's an ongoing thing, and it's and it can be very stressful. And even with a mun and betochen, but it is not easy. It is hard sometimes. And it takes a lot of aveda to be calm about it when you're financially tight. So... But the thing is like this, that the people who who are financially struggling tremendously, because they're suffering from that, and it's nothing to take lightly, but they feel then that because they, they feel in their minds that if they would have some more money, a little rachas, then I would be, I'd be able to function better and so on and so forth. So they can't even comprehend how a wealthy person has agmas nefesh, or hates his life, or has gehenim in other areas in his life. They don't understand it. They say, what, "What? What's what? You know, if he could pay his bills and he has his money in his bank account, what? What's he worried about?" Meanwhile, it could be a health problem. It could be an issue with his children. Whatever it could be, everyone has a peckle. And the knowledge, though, the knowledge of understanding this, will move envious thoughts out of your mind, which creates a greater degree of Menucha Sanefesh. So just to review very briefly, these two tremendous important yesidites in this particular share. And number one is, is to learn the menuchas nefesh through changes in life. And number two, learning menuchas nefesh through conquering kinna, through conquering envy and trying to work the opposites. I know these two things are not so easy to do. It takes a lot of practice. And, and for, you know, especially for people who have difficulty with changes, you know, going out of their comfort zone. But it's doable. It's doable to remove that kinna. It's doable to not be affected by the changes. You'll feel a little nervousness, okay, but you'll get used to handling plan B. If plan A doesn't work out, realizing that in Ashkacha practice, maybe that plan B was supposed to be the real original plan I think I had a shear once that said plan B, plan A. Plan B was plan A all along or something like that. And that's a lot of times in life that's the case. The yeah, Kaddosh Baruch will help all of us. We say this sheer era Shabbos, so especially going into Shabbos. You know, into Shabbos, Shabbos is usually a day where there is ultimately less change. You know, it's a day of Menucha, it's a day of and it's a day of calmness and peace of mind. It's like a, it's like a, uh, in an oasis in a desert. It's like the in that's calm amid the hurricane of of life in the Sheshes may but the maisa Shabbos is a beautiful day. The to choir, Menuchas and to remove kina, it's a ilam of love. May Hakadosh Baruch will help that all of us should be zayicha to such menuchas Efesh that comes from understanding and being calm but through all the different matzavim in life, and also beezes Hashem to be mevatul our unhealthy kina and to be happy for each other and be one with each other to create a special ahava and achva and shalom and reyes, bracha and atzlacha.